and welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing the early previews of the Pokemon Sleep Beta and a strange occurrence when Mew goes against Mewtwo in a raid battle. And in our Devil's Advocate section, we'll be arguing whether Game Freak should add a new Pokemon typing. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamp in the description below. And Connor, before we go any further, I have something that I need to admit. And I that don't know how people you, are going you, to feel about it. You, you've not been doing like you said you would, sending me the timestamp so I can put them into the YouTube <laughs> description. <laughs> Is it that? Because I'm still getting chewed out for that every single week. <laughs> oh, I, I give... I, I completely forgot. To be fair, I did it once and then completely <laughs> forgot about it. Thank you for giving me a kick at the bum. I, I will I will attempt to do that. But no, that is not what I am confessing right now. Uh, you know, we've spoken about Pokemon Go a lot in the past and yes. our issues with Pokemon Go that are ongoing and in the past. I kind of bought the shiny Mew. Event oh, you ticket. bought the shiny I Mew? I did. I thought I was just sat there because I've, I've had a new iPhone. Okay, because the old iPhone was just rubbish. I had to charge it about four times a day. It, to be fair, it was like seven or eight years old. So I, I was overdue a new one. And, you know, got all my apps transferred, playing on Pokemon Go, and it looks really good on the new iPhone. And I thought, I need I need a reason to come back into this game to just see if it sparks that kind of enjoyment of it. And if it doesn't, then I think I'm done with it. And so I, I thought, you know what? After the conversation we had last week and the fact that I do eventually want to complete a Shining Living Dex, I thought, well, if I'm going to start anywhere, I start with Kanto because I've already got a good 30 or 40 of those shiny Pokemon and Mew was always going to be one of the hard ones to get. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. And so I bought the ticket. I'm still on the first catalogue of um, steps that you have to do in order to unlock it. It's going to take a very long time. But... I'm really so enjoying for, Pokemon Go for, at the moment. For our audience at home, explain to them exactly what this new Mew event that has only come out this week since the last podcast is. L- literally, all it is is you've got four steps of challenges, and as a result of completing it, the main thing you get is a shiny Mew encounter in Pokemon Go, as well as you know other virtual things such as uh, a T-shirt. I think you get XP, Stardust, uh, Lucky Eggs, a few other handful of things that you get as well that i'm not that fussed about i'm mainly just doing it for the the shiny mew and this is a free event no (laughs) no it's a paid event no it's a paid how much did you pay for it uh i think it was five pound yeah okay so it's about five dollars five pounds depending on where you're at which you have effectively just told me the exact value of a shiny pokemon it's about five pound (laughs) Five Whether pounds. you buy it online hacked or you get an official one through Pokemon Go yeah. whenever they want to give it to you. So they're basically just entering the game. They're like, hey, people are making money off this. Why yeah. don't we just sell shiny Pokemon? Yeah, and it works. I've held, I've held off on this for so long in investing money in Pokemon Go because the last time I invested money was the launch week. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'll just buy some of the coins because like, it's a because sm- at the time it was from a company that no one really knew about. Like it was a really niche, niche, you know, group of people that knew about Niantic. It was a it was a 
game company that I enjoyed, and I wasn't back into Pokemon at this point. I just thought, oh yeah, go on, go on then. Like Pokemon Go just hit all the right buttons in that initial release window, so uh, I'd splash some money on it. And then I've been, I paid nothing in the six, seven years it's been out, and I thought, yeah, fine, sorry, I'll bite the bullet and, and I'll do this. I mean, to be fair, I'm not getting the shiny Mew anytime soon. It is going to take me a while to get it. One okay. of the I'm I'm just, I'm just going through the steps here. Like step two is catch the normal type Pokemon, the fire type Pokemon, warp Pokemon, so on and so forth. Um, and then in the fight, so step three to actually get the Mew, reach level forty, which I've nearly done. Spin 151 Pokestops. Not too difficult. You need to Complete. be level forty before they'll give it to you. Yeah. So you could come over to Pokemon Go for yes. this event, pay for yes. this event, and then not unlock that shiny Mew you've paid for yep. for <laughs> it gets 10 worse. years. It gets worse. So one of the first steps that you have to complete is in the Platinum Kanto Medal. Which so is for all those people that do Kanto, right? Get all 150 Kanto Pokemon, which I've had that for a very long time. Not too difficult. Because I've been playing it for that long, a lot of the Pokemon have cycled through the regions. Mewtwo from the raids. There are people online complaining, and and rightly so, because they have 149 Pokemon, and the one Pokemon they need isn't available in their region. Mm. It's available in another part of the world. Yeah, yeah, I can't get Tauros or Mr. Mime or Kangaskhan, one of the above. Spot on. Spot on. And people are... Angry and frustrated about it, which rightly so. Uh, I, like the, you know, the Pokemon you should be able to. They, they there should be some kind of event where maybe okay, if you if you buy this ticket, we'll drop them into your spawn pool. Maybe like there needs to be some way to help those players out, other than yeah, getting a ticket in a plane and. See, my question is because they're obviously they're selling this as buy this ticket, get shining in you. Are they? Yeah. Do. You, does anywhere on the Pokemon website, does anywhere selling this tell you the steps that are going to be in the sort of master quests? Uh, or have you only been able to find that out through online? Because that would be incredibly upsetting. As I say, as somebody who doesn't play all the time, okay, I've picked it up over the years, enjoyed it for the time I've had it, and then had to put it down again. I'm not that high of a level. I think I'm like level 19, level 20, something like that. And that's me putting as much time into this game as I feasibly feasibly could. If I wanted to come back to the game now, because I went, you know what? A shiny Mew is worth $5, five pounds to me. And I'll bring me back to Pokemon go. I would then be furious if I found out that it was a case of like, well, no, that's just a carrot on a very, very long stick for you. So it's not in the Pokemon go app. So I'm just in the news section of the Pokemon Go app, which basically they give you like the headline mm-hmm. of this is this is what's happening. Here's a bit of the details. If you want to read more, go to the blog, and it links through to the Pokemon Go website. So I'm just on there. Uh, anniversary party. I'm just seeing if it says anywhere about the steps. It doesn't look like it. Uh, you and Mew. No, not on there. So yes, you would have to go outside of Pokemon Go to get that information. Which, and typically what happens is that from my experience, it's not like the news comes out of, 
oh, okay, these are all the steps that you'll need to do. Tickets come out in the next week or two. It's typically the step, the, the, the event goes live, and then somehow, I don't know if it's data miners, then release the, okay, here's the full list of steps. So you're right. Some people might look at it and go, oh, five pound, shiny moon. Yeah, sign me up. Oh, I now need to do all this. And step three, by the way, of step four, uh, I didn't I didn't finish what they were. So there's another one, catch 1,510 Pokemon. And the final one, Walk 151 kilometers. So, yeah, for people that might not be able to easily get out and about. I mean, at this point, we've said it over and over again. At this point, that's not Niantic's audience. No. They've made it very clear that they They don't want you to play this game if you're not out and about. That's the experience they want to create, regardless of what that means for the individual yeah yeah i mean i i, I agree with all the, the points that you've said and like i, I must admit that I, i'm enjoying it though i'm enjoying having a reason to really get back into pokemon go and connect with virtual people i say virtual people real people in a virtual way um will this keep me entertained long term probably not once i get shiny mew i'll probably get oh, okay right this is what it is again um but it's it's helped me to jump over that hurdle to get to level 40 i'm like 100 hundred thousand xp off which i will easily get in the next few weeks maybe a month max um would i would i recommend buying this uh, you've got all the information money. now yeah that's, money. That, that's the way i see it is yeah now that we have done our duty which i believe is Game Freak, well, not Game Freak, but Niantic's duty and the Pokemon Company's duty to inform you as to exactly what this event is. If you now think it's worth £5, $5, enjoy. Crack on. Um, It's not worth it to me because I will never, ever see that Mew. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can completely understand that. And I do, I did remember before I bought the ticket, I did look up, look it up, but this was a while back. And I, I looked at it and went, oh, yeah, that's feasible for me. I, I could do that. Not quickly, but I could do it. Um, and then now that I'm close to complete step one, I was like, oh, what are the rest of them? I was like, yeah, still, still confident I can get them. And like I say, it's given me an excuse to, to play Pokemon Go again. Whether or not that is long term, we shall see. Um, let's move on to our first question actually which kind of jumps off the back of both that uh what we just discussed and our conversation last week uh about shining pokemon and whether or not they've lost their value so regular listener king nido over on youtube has asked since you glossed over hacked pokemon what is your opinion on them because obviously hacked pokemon do play a role in the question that we discussed last week but we didn't really touch on it because that feels like a completely you it's a different dive topic entirely that. yeah yeah uh, and we don't want to jump too much into this because we have discussed hacks pokemon in the past in terms of what what's my opinion on them i don't really feel on an individual level i don't really think it it breaks the game i mm-hmm. think i think that game game freak more and more has added easier ways to get shiny Pokemon, get Pokemon in general to get them to the different 
requirements that you need to in order to get them competitively viable, whether or not that's, you know, easier to hatch them, easier to teach them egg moves, easier to raise IVs, EVs, given the natures that you want. They've made it easier and easier to do that, but it's still not quick as Showdown, for example. And some people's way around that might be just to go, okay, right, I've done my you know research on sh- on on showdown i've played enough games with this pokemon i'm just gonna hack it into into my mainline scarlet and violet game and i'm confident that i'm not gonna get caught by it like fine it doesn't doesn't affect me like you're just saving time ultimately and i know that's my view and i know that there will be, be people that disagree with that but that's where that's where i I fall on it. I can understand the issues with them, though, but that's where I fall on that on that side of the argument. So for me, if you're playing a single-player experience, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it upsets me how many of them are just sent unwittingly. So if you do, like, Wonder Trades or something, you're almost definitely getting hacked Pokemon, which you've then got to be very careful of to not send out or not trade to people if you don't want to give them hack pokemon you've got to make sure that you're not breeding with them because even pokemon bred from ch- cheated pokemon are technically cheated pokemon yeah so really can, yeah. can the flags detect that supposedly okay. supposedly um obviously the flags aren't picking up on most hacked pokemon as is <laughs> but as rules as written you can't use a cheated pokemon for anything whether you use it in battle or you use it for breeding my counter argument to that whole thing though is uh, they it's 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 steroids in baseball just let everybody do it we know people are doing it we know people are doing it and it if if you want to say it's unfair for them to do it well then just let everybody do it that's that's the way i see it game freak should just implement a create a pokemon for battles system yeah 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 you know, especially, as I say, you know, we've got Terrapagos coming out and there was that whole theory going around that it wasn't actually time travel or anything like that. It was an imagination machine. Okay, let him imagine me up a Pokemon team that I want to play with. <laughs> Why not? What harm Why does not? it do? No, ag- agreed, agreed. It, it, so I don't know if you've ever... So um, Showdown has a function where you can have hacked mons. Have you ever played mm-hmm. that? Uh, oh, um, uh, every, oh, what is it? Anything goes. Yeah, anything goes. And I remember when when I live streamed a long time ago, and I was facing against people that were were watching me, and someone said, "Let's go on on the anything goes." I was like, "Yeah, go on then." And I got swept by a magic carp, six magic carps, max speed, hyper beams, just wiped my team. And like because I went into that knowing that anything goes, I didn't feel cheated, and I had. I, I laugh so much at that. I really enjoyed it. And I think there is an argument to be made that like create a competition where it is anything goes like, let people go daft, let people go silly because then the people that want to hack and go crazy with their mons will filter down that Avenue. Yeah. And then the people that want to do it in, okay, I want to do it with, with, um, Pokemon that aren't hacked and I want the standard rules that we've currently got they've still got their avenue and their channel to to play it that way I mean you've already got borrowed teams yeah you've already got I'm playing with a team I didn't build but somebody else has built for me 
why can't we have it where it's like, well, I didn't build this team, but I'm going to change it slightly. You know, I it as you say, they're making it easier and easier and easier. And I think what they should really do is just go, right, just scrap it, just, just give them everything. And again, if you want to hold it back for the official tournaments, fine. If you want official tournament Pokemon to be bred properly, um, because you believe it's part of the skill of building a team. Sure, you're well within your rights to do that. But if you want to combat hacked Pokemon, make it easy for people to create the Pokemon they want. It's it's like the same argument you make against Netflix and piracy. Netflix was a great way to stop piracy for a long time because it had most things you wanted to watch on there anyway. It was really cheap, and it was actually easier to go on there and watch the film that you wanted to watch than go online and download it. What happens? Oh, the prices go up. Everybody starts splitting all the stuff off. Piracy rises. That's it. Just you want to stop make it si- yeah. If, make it simple as possible for people, and that's the default avenue that they will go down. I I still maintain what what they should do, and I I can't see them doing it. Is that they should separate the two? So you've got the multiplayer a- aspect. Either I don't. I I still don't know, and I need to look into this. Like how Showdown is still running. Does it have the backing of Game Freak of the Pokemon Company of Nintendo? Like how is that still going? I mm. I don't know. But my mindset would be either buy it, shut it down, and create your own version, which I don't want to do because Showdown's free and it's fun, and then make a multiplayer version of. If you want to do multiplayer competitive Pokemon. Here's the battle simulator and build the team mechanic. Knock yourselves out. But if you want the single player experience and only the single player experience, it's over here. Like Legends Arceus. Like you can't say that Legends Arceus suffered because it didn't have the multiplayer side of things. If anything, it was better because they could try something new with the battle battle gimmick of, you know, you can do uh, agile or strong, I believe they were. Like you could do something unique and innovative in each mainline Pokemon game but you've still got the multiplayer side over here. And that's what that's how I would like to see it done moving forward because then it just removes Hackmons because why would you need Hackmons anymore? Because you can just build your Pokemon and build your team and then it still has that check at the end going, okay, we're just making sure you've given, you know, you've not given it a nature that it can't learn or moves that it can't learn and, you know, you've, you've you know, given it the right IVs, EVs, whatever those checks are. Like... But as always, Game Freak just always seems behind in their decisions or they seem to be very adamant and stubborn in the way they do things. Well, it's the same as... Okay, so we were talking about... Do you remember when we were talking about how Game Freak said Nuzlocke's were bad and things like that? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not necessarily the case. It actually comes down to the fact that they really just don't like people downloading the games and not going out and buying the games and hacking the games and doing ROM hacks and things like that. But What's one of the first things people do when they hack a Pokemon game? Well, they uh, randomize it. Randomize it. Okay. Now, sure, there's an argument for Pokemon not putting a randomizer on the game because it's not the experience they want to build. But why is there no option for it to be a new game plus? I beat the game. I played through it the way you want me to. I now have an option to play it through a different way for replay value. It again, if you want to combat this stuff, don't just start being like, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that. You go, I hear what you want, I will I will give it to you. If you still give me money, I will give you the things you're looking for. You won't have to look for them elsewhere. 
Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think the issue is that, like, if, if you go on YouTube and you're in this community, you would probably think, like, randomizers and nuzlocks are a massive, massive part of Pokemon. And, and they are, but compared to the amount of actual sales and people that just buy them, play them, and don't mm-hmm. know about that community, we're just a drop in the ocean. So that, yeah. So that might be an argument as to why they aren't doing any of that, because, like, well, why would we implement something that we know only a handful of people would use? But the problem with that is, I bet there are people out there that don't know what randomizers and nuzlocks are, but if they did, if they were exposed to that in a mainline game, they would go, oh, okay, this is new, this is innovative, this is interesting, even though it's been done before, but it's never been done by Game Freak, and I would love to see them implement that. I don't know if I agree with that statement of it's only a it's only a mechanic that a handful of people will use because they've always had things like that. Pokemon contests were a mechanic that only a handful of people will use compared to the people who buy the game. Pokemon and me, uh, super training, the online feature, literally the thing that we build most of these games around is a mechanic that the vast majority of people who pick up these games are not going to use. So... I think Pokemon already caters for such a wide audience that, I don't know, they could, I feel like they could throw these things in there. I feel like they could hire one person to put these things in there very quickly. Agreed. Considering like the- that, like, the, the games get leaked, what, a week or two before the games come out, and by the time the games come out, people are doing randomizers. Oh, that blew my mind with BDSP. Mm-hmm. Like, before I even got the copy, it was like, oh yeah, there's a randomizer available. I was like, wait, like, how? And that just like, and I don't know if that speaks to, part of me thinks that speaks to like the community Pokemon has, the modding scene. Like, why would you not want to tap into that? Yeah. Like, these people are doing this for free in their spare time. Like, surely you can tap into that and monetize it. Like, so why would you not? And, you know, we, we're not privy to the, the goings-on behind Game Freak, unfortunately, but I do feel like they need to, more than ever, really think about, okay, how do we step up Pokemon? And it just feels like they the answers are already out there, but they're not willing to embrace them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a tangent there, as always, King Nido, but thank you so much for the question. As always, if you want to ask a question or send us a comment, uh, links in the description down below. Let's move on to our first piece of news this week around a potential Mew versus Mewtwo raid? Uh, In theory, yes. So a user by the name Anubis on Twitter uh, was looking through the script of the new update so the actual coding, and recognized that there was a strange line in there that read, Mew is going to go all out against this formidable opponent. I, I, I imagine that's the voice it's written in. It was a very uh, beautiful voice. I love <laughs> thank that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so having seen that, they kind of assumed that Mew was going to... Uh, they also saw that Mew was getting a bunch of buffs underneath that. So this line would read, and then Mew would get a bunch of buffs. Wasn't exactly sure what it was about. After doing a bunch of work, 
they were able to hack a Mewtwo into the game over the top of a chestnut raid. So that it was a it was a Mewtwo raid, and they brought Mew to this raid. So it was a seven-star Mewtwo raid that they brought Mew to. When Mew entered the raid, that line came up. Mew was going to go all out against this formidable opponent. And it did indeed get a bunch of buffs. Got 50% HP boost, got a 20% stat boost to all its other stats. We then found out that this stat boost is then not cleared by any of the abilities. So when it does like resets, those boosts don't go away. And every Mew that gets brought to this event gets those stat boosts. Okay. So you can bring a team of four Mews to this Mewtwo event and get stat boosts on all of them, in theory. Okay, this event is not actually out yet. This is what they have been able to simulate so far. Once beaten, Mewtwo, um, at the time, we don't know if you're able to catch it because the actual event's not out. But what we do know is that afterwards, Mew, the Mew that you brought to the fight, gets the mightiest mark on itself so what you would okay. the mightiest mark actually reads a pokemon caught in a seven star raid and i'm pretty sure that with the latest update it got changed uh to remove that statement of caught in a seven star raid so that means that if you bring a mew to this mewtwo raid mew can get the mightiest mark that might mean that we don't be get, we're not actually able to catch mewtwo we don't know the other thing we don't know is whether you're going to be able to get this on multiple Mews per, per account. So say you've got the Mew that you brought over from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. You've got the Mew that you brought over from Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. And you've got the Mew that you brought over from Pokemon Go. Or a multiple po- Mews you brought over from Pokemon Go. Even your shiny one. Are you going to be able to get Mightiest Marks on each of them by doing this raid over and over and over again? Or is it limits to one? We don't know. The other one, and the big, the big question I have off of this, this is a different raid style than we've had up to this point. Do you think there's going to be an event attached to this? Or do you think you're going to have to bring over your own Mew? Oh, okay. So, be... Hmm... I because like I I don't know to be quite to be quite honest with you because like uh, uh, Game Freak typically while they are happy to hand out legendaries mythical Pokemon they've always been very careful about distributing them because I kind of feel like what they want to do is they don't want mythicals to be that easy to get because then whenever they do events they they want people to go out of their way so i'm thinking back to the last time we got all the mythicals released in the uk in uh, you know concurrently was uh i think the 25 year anniversary or 20 year anniversary i can't remember and we had to go into game to get the codes okay so every month you would go in you'd get a code and then you'd redeem it for that mythical was that on X and Y? That was... I think it was... Yeah, actually, yes, it was. Oh, that's how long ago it was. Yeah. Whoa! Because I, I remember going into into game and going, 
can I have one of the codes? And depending on who you get, you'd get people going, yeah, one code per customer. Or you might get lucky and get somebody going, my code's D1? <laughs> and I was just there going, how many can I have? <laughs> so I got, I got, I think, three of the, uh, is it Vulcanian? Yeah. Vulca- yeah, Vulcanian. So I got, I got three of them. So I managed to get most of them, but then some of them I only got one, depending on who, who I went in with. But I guess where I'm going with that is it makes me think that I, 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 I could see them giving away Mew as an event because it's been that long since people have had the chance for Mew. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 easiest ways to get it without paying are, for it without without paying for it is there was a free Mew event a long time ago on Pokemon Go, but I'm pretty sure that if you're new to Pokemon Go, it doesn't bring in past events. Right. So you're not going to be able to get it that way. Let's go. You have to buy the Pokeball controller, which I don't know if you can get that firsthand anymore. So that rules out that, and it's not free anyway. So actually, it has been a while since we've had Or a- you get, I think, a Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl if you had Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee save data on your game, on yes. your console, you got it. But I wonder if that still works. I'd imagine it does oh, it because do. it's an update. It yeah. was an update and it wasn't a code. So I'd imagine that is probably the only one that still works. But, but regardless... There's, there's an argument of that not being free because you need another game to get it. We need two games. That's what I mean. Sorry. If you well, had Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, you can't just get the Mew. You need another game for it. Yeah, and if you've only got Scarlet and Violet, you need to buy two games, which, let's be honest with you, like nintendo games hold their value so it's not cheap either yeah. um so i think there's an argument to be made there that because it's been that long since we've had an easily accessible mew that as part of this we might get it potentially as you have to catch is the first step of this so before you go for the mewtwo raid there's also mew raids going on or you know a week before month before whatever it is or they give it away free with in the in mystery gift so I think there's an argument to be made that they do give it away. But this is Game Freak and they've been very... It feels like X and Y was just a really good time where they gave away a load of free Pokemon. I don't think we're there anymore. Okay, here's where I'm at on this. It There is an event here. They have clearly yes. set something up as Mew versus Mewtwo. It would be odd, not unreasonable, because it's Game Freak and you never know. It would be odd to me if they just left that there in case you brought a Mew. Um, so then part of me thinks like they want you to have a Mew for this raid. Which, again, to me, means, yeah, they could be trying to skim people and be like, go get that $5 one. Go, go, go play Pokemon Go and get that $5 one. But again, this raid is going to come out within this update. We don't know if it's going to be around forever. Probably not. It's a seven-star raid. Which means what? Are you supposed to complete the Pokemon Go event before this raid comes out? <laughs> That's good, not good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Right? So where are you supposed to get this Mew from? Yes, there's a couple of other ones you can have legitimately. But I think it's easier if they just give you one. 
Now, I don't want a mystery gift. I think if you're going to go through the efforts of putting an event in the game around the first mythical, the first legendary going head to head, make it a story point. Mm. Have and they somebody did that in the past. Ha- yeah, they should, you know, like the Shaman events when in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. It wasn't huge, but there was a little bit of story there. There was a little bit of talking to people and learning things and having a little event. We haven't seen that in Scarlet and Violet yet, and I'd love to see it. Yeah, I agree. Like, while while I do enjoy the mystery gift mechanic, because it's an easy way to get Pokemon or items into the game as a as, as a freebie, I don't think that should be the default for everything, because, like, like, Mew, for example, is such a rare and unique Pokemon with this backstory and this history and lore that the game's don't like let's be honest with you like wh- when was the last time that we got to see any of the lore around Mew in the games well it was gen one gen three was it what happened gen, in three, gen three fire red that leaf green we had faraway uh, island yes we okay. had an actual event from you yeah so so yeah but that's that's the point is it's been that long since we've had an actual event yeah, and what you could do is like you've already got. So when I think of of Mew, what I typically go to in my head is Cinnabar Island, the mansion, mm-hmm. and just how dilapidated it is, and finding these strung out diary entries around the place. We've got uh, the equivalent. Of- sorry, just need to clarify. I said fire red leaf green. I'm pretty sure it's emerald. Someone will kick off otherwise. Okay, <laughs> but gen- either way, generation three, very long time ago, several consoles uh, ago, but. So, yeah, when I think of Mew and, you know, Cinderella Island and all that stuff, we've already got the equivalent of that and Scarlet and Violet in terms of the Professor's labs in Area Zero. You could quite easily modify them so the rooms have changed slightly and there's an extra journal on them that details, you know, you know the, the, the different Professors and, oh, yeah, like, while we were down here, like, a mysterious Pokemon kept following us around, blah, blah, blah. You get down to the bottom of Area Zero, there's, there's Mew. And don't get me wrong, that's lazy, but at least it's better than a mystery gift. Yeah, I agree. Like, give us that. Give us that so that then we've actually put in some effort to get this Pokemon and track it down, and then it feels earned. Like, like you saying, like, the Arcanine that you, that you didn't download from Mystery Gift... And I can't blame you because it's just like, well, what's like, it's just there. It doesn't feel like I've had Pokemon through mystery gift that are rare, shiny, whatever. And you just get them. You're just like, okay. Like you just, it just doesn't feel earned. It doesn't feel like that moment of, wow, I got this Pokemon. And I, I just cannot believe the series of events that got me here. And all we get is a, oh, it's a box that opened and yay, a little jingle. I give you know, something for this event. As you say, they're mythical Pokemon. I want to be part of that Pokemon's myth. Mm. I want to be, I want to have a mythical story that goes along with it. But maybe that's just me. But when was the last time we had that though? Like and, and, and that, that's um, okay, I want to say Heart Gold Soul Silver, they did the big one, they did the Celebi event. Mm-hmm where you go back in time with Celebi and see Giovanni and you see Silver as a kid and things like that. That's a big one. Um, I'm not sure past that. I think Gen 5, they really did start just handing just handing, out. Yeah. 
because I he's don't a mythical Pokemon. know if there was a big Genesect event, which would have been the big one. Um, I don't know if they just gave it to people in black and white. Oh, I oh, can't double check. Oh, he's, he's doing the little fact check, which I never do. That's why. That's why. Mm. Give Pokemon. Give here. Pokemon. When you obtain a Genesect from a special event, if you take the P P two Labs, you will find a scientist in there. He will tell you about how he was the one who researched Genesect and modified it to aid. So, not really. <laughs> I love that modified. You mean genetically altered? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. But failed to win the approval of N and his methods, he will challenge you to a battle. If you defeat him, he will gift you two special drives. These items attached to Genesect. So, it depends on your classification. Technically, Gen 5 had events. Yeah. And we're now in Gen 9. And Mythical is just it's, it's, it's less so you do an event to get the Pokemon, and it's you get a Pokemon and do an event. Either Which, way round, I'm okay, I'm okay well, that's, with that. That's, that's what I'm saying, is that might be what they're doing here with Mew, where it's like the Mewtwo raid is the event, you get given a Mew to do it. Yeah. And I think which, that's just not quite enough for me. Well, there's no story there, is there? Because you love your story, your lore, yeah. your your background, and giving, a, giving you a Pokemon to then use it to fight another Pokemon isn't background, it isn't story, it's not lore, it is literally just, he is a gift to give you a way to earn another gift. Like, it just feels lazy. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, that's that's Game Freak, uh, you know, sleeping on the games. Uh, speaking of sleeping on the games, Pokemon Sleep, uh, which was announced back in 2019, is nearly here. So we don't have an actual date for launch yet. However... There's been a beta that is going on at the time of recording this, but when it comes out, the beta will have ended. It was only available for Android users in a select number of countries, and it ended on July the 13th. However, uh, a number of uh, reporters uh, for different companies, including IGN, got the chance to try it out. Um, So what I was thinking is I'm just going to break down how it works, Connie, Mm -hmm. if if you don't already know this. And then, I actually like, don't. I've I've managed to avoid it. I, other okay. than seeing little pictures of the Pokemon that you get. Okay. That's that's all I have. Okay. So it's no surprise that you lay your phone down and it will record your sleep. Okay. And then when you wake up the next day, you will get uh rewards based on the quality of sleep that you've received. So the longer you sleep and the less moving around and all that kind of stuff, you will get up to 100 points. However, the 100 points, maximum 100 points, are only available if you manage, and I can't believe this, eight and a half hours sleep. So I'm not getting that anytime soon. I operate on about seven hours sleep at the maximum. Um, But what then basically happens is that your Snorlax um, uh, basically gets stronger um, depending on the amount of sleep you get. And that is over the course of a week. So over the course of the week, this Pokemon will improve. And the stronger your Snorlax gets, the more likely that stronger Pokemon are going to appear the next day. And you can then add them to your um, to your team. And then at the end of the week, you move to another island and you get a new Snorlax. Um, and then... 
to get these Pokemon, improve these other Pokemon that you get. You can feed them various berries and cookable dishes, feed them during the day. Um, few interesting tidbits. The app needs to be open and your phone unlocked throughout the night. That's going to drain your battery. You, um, It records your sleep as well. But that recording only lasts... I've got it written here somewhere. I think it's 24 hours. Thought I had that written down. Uh, it was either 24 hours or a week that I saw. But either way, it records your, um, your noise throughout the night. But it's not shared outside the app. And the other reason I know about this is one of the reviewers said that it recorded him going to the toilet in the night. And that's how he suddenly found out that it was recording you. But apparently it uses this recording to get a measure on the quality of your sleep. So that's the basics of how it will work. It's free to play, but of course... There's microtransactions, so you can pay money to get different camping equipment, biscuits to feed mons, and incenses, so all about attracting Pokemon to your base in order to catch them. And bizarrely, the it also offers subscription, a subscription model as well. So I'm just going to read this out. Okay, so um, these features include a diary to record notes, Limited access to your sleep data and statistics, which is otherwise limited to 30 days. Extra points each day. Sorry, roll, ver- roll back. Okay, so... 30 days access standard to, your data, to my data. Your data. Your 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 personal data, which they right, will no okay. doubt sell on. So, in well, some whether way. they sell it on or whether they use it for their own purposes, we, can't, we literally can't stipulate on that and we get in trouble no. if we do. But <laughs> they're obviously holding it because at any point I can pay for that. Yes. And I, I understand that what they're saying is like, well, we'll give you a graph, but if you want a bigger scale graph, you pay a subscription. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but you also get you also get monthly and tri monthly lavish and if you're listening on listening on you know iTunes, whatever, Spotify, I'm saying lavish in quotation marks uh <laughs> rewards but they've not been stated what they are yet subscription plans are offered at 7.99 a month or 39.99 for 6 months That's... so okay so this the reason i wanted to bring this up is to get your thoughts on this because when i was been doing my research for pokemon sleep the more i've read about it the more i've gone this is interesting. It's more than I expected Pokemon Sleep to be. But then they've gone and ruined it, of course, by doing what all mobile games do nowadays, of including all these microtransactions to try and get well, let's as much money. Let's not forget money. that there's also a add-on device that you can buy for this. It, it, so, go there's on, the go Pokeball, on. There's the Pokeball Plus Plus. Right. That you can buy and you can place on your pillow instead of your phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, they announced they announced that at the last Pokemon Direct. The Pokemon, the Pokeball Plus Plus, it was a stupid name, and that's the main reason I remember it, which annoys me greatly because it means which marketing is working. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, hold on, is there a Pokemon Plus? So the Pokeball Plus is what you had for the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, and now this is the Pokeball Plus, the Pokemon Go. 
plus plus. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's better than the plus. How is it it's better a, than the a, plus? It's an entirely different device. Why would you not? Why would you put plus plus then? That just implies that it's right. Uh, let me let me look up the Pokemon Go Plus because I thought the Pokeball okay. Plus was the ah uh, no. Okay, so the Poke the Pokemon Go Plus was the Bluetooth wristband that they did. Oh right. Okay. Basically, so it's an it, of that. it was a it was a tracking wristband. Okay, that makes more sense. Why it's called plus plus? Then I was okay. thinking the 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 when you said so Let's was I, Go, so was I. I thought the Pokeball. I was like, okay, that's really weird design choice by them, but sh- they must have a have a reason. So okay, so that makes sense about the plus plus because it's a tracker. So maybe you don't need to leave your app on un- phone unlocked. You can yep. leave it locked and have this. Which kicking the teeth that you have to pay extra for that uh, and let's be with, honest with you if you, here you go i'll read it for you with pokemon cool. go use this accessory to spin pokestops or throw pokeballs automatically great balls and ultra balls too you can catch pokemon without even pressing a button linking the pokemon go plus plus with pokemon go will also let you take on special research to catch a snorlax with a nightcap because of course it also works as a tracker for pokemon sleep so that's 50 pound by the way <laughs> <laughs> sorry did i not mention that bit that's 50 no, pound already 50 quid so oh, wow okay. that's not enough they've had to add 7.99 to have access to your own data um not not infuriating at all um i have lots of thoughts on this one is it looks adorable i've been it, having yes. a look at a lot of the pokemon that you can get on them all the artwork is fantastic the music in it is gorgeous um you also get little entries about the pokemon so i was reading one earlier that basically said that totodile line uh falls asleep but only does so with half of its body at a time it's like a flamingo so it always keeps one eye open oh beautiful as somebody who has sat here for years saying like give me more lore give me more about these pokemon just living in the wild that's great I, as somebody though who uses my phone to watch things or listen to podcasts or stuff to get me off to sleep, I don't know if this is going to be something I'm just gonna have to have open next to me. It seems I need more on this. I need somebody to do this for longer. So, what I was gonna suggest is we review it, and the reason why is because even though I am annoyed with some of the information here mainly about the price and the data if you if you took that out of it i'm really fascinated by this and how it would work and the 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 gameplay loop of it as well yep and the fact that pokemon go like for me like when it came out, it got me out and about, which mm-hmm. used to be quite difficult. Like getting me out and about, oh, I'm going to go for a walk and find these Pokemon. And my my sleep is terrible. I don't get enough sleep. I know I don't get enough sleep. Will this help me to go? Oh, I'm going to go sleep. Okay, I'm going to go on, sleep early. On that note, though, I do yeah. want to put a sort of PSA out there to any of our audience members. It has been shown statistically that sleep trackers aren't necessarily the best thing for making you sleep better and in fact in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways they do the very opposite 
Because if you wake up in the morning and you feel well rested, you feel like you got your seven and a half hours sleep, which is enough for you to go, oh, a bit stiff because I'm getting older now, but I can get off the face of the day. And you look at your phone and it tells you you only got 40 points. You suddenly think you've had a bad night's sleep. Yes. And that's a good that point. is a real effect that we as humans take on. And that can make you feel worse about the sleep that you had and feel worse for the day. It is, it is a factor. And I just want to throw it out there. These are not, it is being sold to you as a healthy thing. It it might not be the healthiest thing. for you. Yeah. I, I think let's be honest, like first and foremost, it's uh, this is the cynic in me. It's it's not about you being healthy as an indiv- individual from from Game Freak's point of view. Sorry, not Game Freak's, but the Pokemon Company's point of view. From their point of view, it's how can we make more money? Because mm-hmm. it's ultimately a company, and they will put that before. And this is the the cynic in me. They'll put that before you as an individual and the health and uh, uh, health uh, your health. And like, if you do want to improve your sleeping pattern. Let's be honest with you. A Pokemon game. You wouldn't game have is, your phone near you. Well, no, that is that as well. Like and like, I still maintain that. Like, funnily enough, the the best sleep I ever used to get was at university because I did have, funnily enough, a, a sleeping tracker on there. But it didn't. It, what it was looking for was your different. You know, you go through cycles when you sleep, mm-hmm. like different levels, and it would it would you set a I think it was a thirty minute time slot, but it might have been forty five hour time slot, and it would it would. Turn the wake alarm you up on. at some point in there when it was best for you to wake yes. up because you were out of yes. room sleep and things like that. Yes, That's those on. kind of things are great. Yeah, does this do this? That? This does not do that. It seems like right. Okay. Um, so I do want to give this a try and do a little bit of a review on it because I'm really curious about it, but I am skeptical about this, and I am wondering: is this just going to be a fat and okay yeah it gets a bit of a hit when it comes out and then people just trail off i think for most people i think for most people it will be because we as people tend to pick things up and drop them um could this help some people i don't know it depends what data it offers you because the thing is again if i'm going to use a sleep tracking app and i understand that this allows you to collect pokemon and gives you information about them and all the rest of it but if I'm using this as a sleep tracking app, I want more than a, well, this night I got 60 and this night I got 30. That's arbitrary. I need yeah. to know what your data sets are. I need to know what these values mean. What are you measuring? Is it how much I'm moving at night? Is it how much I'm snoring? Like, you're, if you're recording that, um, is, am I going to get a Snorlax to be like, oh, you snored through the night? Um, You may actually want to look into going to a doctor about that because it's really loud. You know, what level are we at here? And how does this work with me? I, I share a bed with my wife. Uh-huh. Like, how does, how does Who's that it measuring? Work? Well, that's it. You like, would have had it on your pillow. Well, but I'm not being funny. It's... Like, I, when I have been sleeping bad, my pillows aren't on the bed by the, end, by the morning. Oh, no, they get thrown off. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to smash my phone up to use this app? yeah. yeah. See, this is why I want to review because I have so many questions and it's nagging at me and I want to know the answers and I want to know more about it. And unfortunately, because there is no... And if if there is, I haven't found it. All I've found so far are previews 
It is where, in official beta now. Yeah, which is which is why I haven't found a review yet. And like I don't know if I'm going to get reviews of this from my typical gaming news sources. Mm-hmm. So I I just want to know more about this and I, I'm not going to lie, I'll probably review it, try it and then go, okay, that was fun but nah, not not for me, but I I've just got this this itch from it that I need to need to scratch but in terms of when it comes out and i said that you know we we don't know yet we haven't got an official date ign has come out and said summer 2023 when that is we don't know next however month. <laughs> that's ne- all you next got month, left right yeah um however uh i've got a quote here fans suspect it'll release close to pokemon goes catching some Z's event beginning July the 15th, which will feature shiny variations of Abra, Drowsy, Galarian Slowpoke, uh, a few others, uh, including Snorlax wearing a nightcap uh, that, you, that you mentioned earlier on. So, probably gain it this month or next. Yeah. But I, I'm going to do a review on this. I'll, yeah, I look forward to seeing what you have to say on it. <laughs> I, I value your opinion. <laughs> Thank you. With Should that being said, let me tear it down! <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Really looking forward to doing this. But the fact that we're getting this after four years, three, four years, depending on when when, when in 2019 it was, just fascinates me. I would love to know uh, why is this taken so long? Um, let's jump into another question that we've had courtesy of Tony over on YouTube. Uh, what's a typing that you wish a Pokemon got over the one that it did get? Uh, Have you got any to kick us off? I've got a couple. Okay. The big one I will always argue for is Lugia. Lugia should be a water dragon because of the lore that it is based off of. Because if you know the story of how Lugia was created, it wasn't created by, you know, uh, the actual story and lore around Lugia wasn't created by someone at Game Freak. It was created by the writer of the second movie. He came up with Lugia and he based it off of a, I think it's the Queen of the Sea, um, so Queen of the Tides, something like that. It's funny that you you say that because Ho-Oh was originally going to be a Gen 1 Pokemon, wasn't it? Ho-Oh was a leftover design from the Gen 1 That's beta. it. And it always, I always had like a question of, well, like Lugia and Ho-Oh were the two mascots, so surely they would be designed... At a similar time, you would you would think so. If it got left over, like why is like whenever people talk about other oh, Gen One sprites and they got moved back and whatnot, Lugia's just not in the conversation. So yeah. it's interesting now that you've mentioned that and just having that knowledge of oh that explains why there's a bit of a I feel like a disconnect between those two legendaries. Yeah, there is because Ho Oh was supposed to be the only legendary of Gold and Silver in the same way that Mewtwo was the only legendary of red and blue. So if you'd have the dogs, or sorry, you'd have the beasts, but Ho-Ho would be the one main legendary. Oh, yeah. The writer created Ho-Ho, sorry, the writer created Lugia for the second movie, came up with the idea of this really powerful Pokemon who was based off of a sea dragon that was like Queen of the Sea, um, and was supposed to have all like motherly instincts and all this kind of stuff. They then took that game freak, did the designs, and decided uh, this Pokemon's powerful. Powerful means psychic, so it's now a psychic Pokemon. 
and it's going to fly, and it's going to be with the birds. And it's like, okay, I thought it was a water dragon. You've made it a flying psychic type. And yeah, it- yeah, it's just not. It doesn't fit Lugia. The flying psychic has never really fit Lugia for me, given its lore, what it is, everything about it. That makes sense when you understand the story of its creation. So that's that's my big one. I think what Lugia should be a water dragon rather than flying psychic. And what I what I like about that is because like the the only the only thing that that when I think of Lugia, I think I can see why they gave it the psychic typing is that. Uh, in the, I'm pretty sure it's in the anime that it communicates via telepathy. We've seen non-psychic Pokemon do that, though. Well, that's it. That was going to be my point. Lapras can do it, mm. which is water and ice type. So I don't get why they kind of shoehorn themselves into that, because we do have a water dragon type in Gen 2, which is Kingdra. And it's just annoying that, like, King Kingdra is busted in Generation 2, because there aren't... It doesn't have any weaknesses. It is absolutely broken. And so why would you not give that to a legendary just to cement it as this overly powerful Pokemon rather than give it a typing of Psychic that was mitigated in Gen 2 with the introduction of Dark types? It just feels so out of place for, for Lugia, unfortunately. So that fantastic answer. Really like that. Um, none of mine are that in-depth. I've, uh, so one of mine is as bizarrely. I've tried to go for Pokemon that maybe people don't really think about. Like this is because everyone would go to your typical like Electrovire being electric fighting and Gramble fairy fighting. Like while they are, I agree with them. They're very safe answers to this. So I wanted to go mm-hmm. for a couple that maybe don't feel so safe and might be a little bit out there. One of them is um, Garboda. So it's a pure poison typing, which I always feel like. It doesn't do it justice because while it's because that doesn't separate it from Muck, mm-hmm. and I know that Gen Five was kind of like, oh, let's just take, you know, th- there was, was the replacement era, yeah. But I would have added something slightly different, so I would have given it the ground typing, and the reason why is because in my mind, because it's constantly dragging itself around and it's gathering up all this rubbish off the floor. Like, I would have given it the poison ground typing just to set it apart. And uh, I believe there is a poison ground typing, but I can't think of it off the top of my head if there is. Um, Houndstone is another one, pure ghost type, except for we see multiple times in the game rise from the ground. So give that the ghost ground typing. And then the last honorable mention I've got is it's always annoyed me in X and Y that Xerneas is pure fairy. And its counterpart, Yvettel, is dark flying. So Xerneas hard counters Yvettel. And I believe, in my mind, Xerneas should have been fairy grass because then fairy counters dark, but flying counters grass. And it brings in that whole balance of these two Pokemon. One's about life, one's about death. It always annoys me when they put two legendary Pokemon in a game, but one of them is overpowering the other one because of type advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would have balanced out that. So they're, they're, they're my answers there. Okay. Uh, I like I really like the Garboder one. Because especially if we're talking about it's supposed to be trash and mm-hmm. trash that is then polluting the world, it's seeping into the ground, guys. That's that's the big issue with it. <laughs> well, it's not. It's also in the oceans and things like that as well. It's everywhere. But that's it's depressing. everywhere at this point. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on from that. Uh, the other one I would use is Umbreon. 
So, okay. do you know what Umbreon's original typing was supposed to be? Oh, uh, no, I can make some guesses, but go on. What so surprised in, me? It, supposedly, in the beta, before Dark and Steel got added, because they were actually added fairly late into development, um, or at least Dark was, uh, Umbreon was supposed to be a poison type. And I have I think, heard that before. I that... think that would be awesome to yeah. just have a poison type Umbreon. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, no, agreed. It still annoys me that Eevees haven't had more evolutions, but I can't see that as a poison type. I can. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really strange one, actually, because I feel like Dark also fits it. Yeah, I think as a stall engine, poison makes more sense to me, which is what Umbreon's built to be. It's a, it's a defensive wall, effectively, yes. well, especially defensive wall. And most of the time, what are you running on it? You're running toxic anyway. Mm. So it would have been really fun. Especially that. seeing as by level up, Umbreon doesn't really use learn that many good dark type moves anyway. I think you need to Does learn bite on Eevee, otherwise Umbreon never learns it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. Speaking of Pokemon typings, it's that time where we are doing Devil's Advocates, uh, where we're discussing Game Freak should add a new Pokemon typing. So, Connor is going to be arguing that they shouldn't add a new typing, whereas I'm going to be arguing that they should add a new typing. Connor, do you want to go first? No, no, no. You've got to argue that they should add a thing. My my argument is just that the game should stay as they are. They're perfectly balanced, and adding a new typing would just upset that balance. So why are we bothering? You've got to convince me otherwise. Okay, right. So no pressure after <laughs> after last week. As always, I just want to preface, like, preface this that like we don't do any research before we do this. Okay, no. this is kind of on the spot. So if you're screaming at us about something that you want to add to the the conversation, like. Honestly, there's a reason why we want people to comment and question. So, like, give us your thoughts as well. So, here, here we go. I'm going to absolutely try my best as to why they should add a new typing. So, obviously, Generation 2 added some much-needed typings in Steel and Dark to mainly counter the issue that was psychic typings. And then we saw that again in Generation 6, where Dragon Pokemon had become so abundant and so overpowered and overused, both in terms of every legendary seemed to be a dragon, and the, the meta at the time was Dragon Pokemon. So they countered that with fairy typings. However, we're now at a point where, unfortunately, fairies have become a little bit overpowered and a little bit unbalanced as well and i feel like that is only going to get worse over time and there needs to be another check put in place because i feel like there are a number of pokemon in that little sphere of fairy steel and poison that while they counter one another it feels like there's another typing missing in that to balance it out so that's my start an argument and i'll think up some more okay so two main arguments there uh my first reaction to we got much needed ones with steel and dark i actually don't know if they were much needed 
So I understand that Psychic was kind of overpowered in Gen 1, right? That, that's, that's a fact. That's an, uh, you can't argue with that statement. Psychic was overpowered. But the problem wasn't necessarily that Psychic had no check. It was the fact that the checks that Psychic had had no way of actually checking it. They, 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 they messed up and bug type didn't work properly. And there was, or there was like, what, you had twin needle and yeah. ghosts had no effect. Is that the way it worked? No, ghost, ghost was effective against psychic, but the only ghost types they had also had the poison typing, which was weak so, to psychic. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that they, uh, one of these two didn't work the way it was supposed to. Oh, okay. And actually wasn't effective instead of super effective. And then the only other moves that were um, working properly were either really, really weak or did a fixed amount of damage. It was the same thing as like dragon types being super effective against dragon types makes no sense when the only dragon move is dragon rage. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So I don't think they were much needed. I, I think that's a conflated argument and a bit of a stretch, really, when what they needed to do was rebalance bug and um ghost and give us more ghost types that aren't poison types give us more bug types that aren't poison types give them actually offensive stuff and who knows if we didn't add dark and uh steel to the game maybe we wouldn't have really weak bug pokemon because bug pokemon would have had to step up and would have had to build that meta around them same as when fairies came out there's an argument that fairies needed it to come in because they needed to check dragons. Well, that's not really the issue. Yes, there was a lot of dragons in Pokemon. A lot of dragons in the high end of meta, they were some of the strongest Pokemon going. But it's not really down to their typing. It just happened to be that most of the strong Pokemon got the dragon type. So I don't think that adding fairy was the real solution to that problem because the you know the solution to that problem is just take some of these dragons away which they eventually started doing in gen 8 you know two generations later they took that option anyway so now we have a bloated system already with far too many typings that nobody really understands all the interactions of no matter how long you've been playing these games for and you want to add another one to that i mean what 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 do we add the sound type the space type what what feasibly is reasonable to bring into these games as an additional typing? And what is it you're trying to counter? You want to counter fairy? But fairy was your counter to dragon. So if you counter fairy, surely you're just raising dragon back up. So it, it's a very difficult balance to create. And I don't think adding more sauce to the mix is really going to make it less saucy. It's a terrible <laughs> me- it's a terrible <laughs> metaphor, but there you go. <laughs> but like for me, we've already embraced the madness. We've already added three extra typings, which absolutely infuriates me. That like okay, s- six generations in, and oh hey yay, we've just discovered fairy typings, and you know the changes to Pokemon that used to be normal and weak to fighting are now. You know they 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 take neutral damage from the uh, not neutral um reduced damage from ta- from fighting, but if we might as well continue adding typings then in my opinion like every generation give us a new typing keep it entertaining and it keeps updating the the meta 
Like, how many times have we complained about, oh, okay, we've, we've watched, you know, Pokemon competition, VGC, uh, it's, the, it's the same five or six Pokemon over and over again. Well, let's add new typings. Let's keep people on their toes. Let's keep updating the Pokemon that are available so that it just throws the competition wide open and gives Pokemon the opportunity to stand out that maybe haven't stood out in the past. Maybe we need to add a new typing that is super powerful, but it's weak to bug. Like, seriously, weak to bug. And it'll give bug the chance to shine, like you've said. Like, give these Pokemon an opportunity to shine by maybe not boosting them, because that also breaks the balance. But let's introduce more weaknesses. You can okay. tell I'm clutching at straws. Yeah, here, no, by the I way. can. <laughs> okay, why? Why would we introduce a whole new typing to make bug stronger when we could just as easily make fairy weak to bug? If 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 that's the issue that we're trying to solve, bugs too weak, fairies too OP. Granted, it's a bigger issue than that. But if that's the problem we're trying to solve, well, then we just make bug. We just make fairy weak to bug. We've changed these before. Steel used to resist dark. Metagross was OP as anything, and now Dark Moose hit it. So we have made these changes in the past. What's stopping us doing it again? I think throwing a new typing in there is just asking for trouble. And I don't think it gives us that many more options, really. I mean, what if Fairy really provide to us? A, a, a place to put all the cute Pokemon? <laughs> that, that's 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 but, the girly section it made pokemon less inclusive because they went that's the frou-frou section you go over yeah, there yeah clefairy definitely fairy <laughs> the jigglypuff definitely fairy yeah I, I will admit they took all the feminine looking ones and went yeah they're fairy aren't they when even gardevoir actually... even yes. gardevoir they went you know what that's a fairy so but what it did give us though is a chance for Fairy, for example, ad- adding fairy allowed poison and steel that were often overlooked because steel was typically bulky and resisted a lot, but didn't hit hard. And poison was overlooked because it was just so easily counted. It gave those Pokemon or those typings a chance to shine because it gave them, okay, if the meta is, oh, loads of dragon Pokemon, well, okay, I'm going to bring a fairy type Pokemon for balance to help me out. Well, Okay, well, now I'm going to bring a Poison Steel type. And it gave us that extra layer of depth to bring as well. And I think one thing that we've always said about Pokemon is that we love the lore and the background around it. And, like, the the world of Pokemon, outside of a handful of key events where research has led to in a, like a complete change. So, for example, oh, Gen 2 suddenly finding about eggs. Um... Gen 5, Gen 6, oh, the, the fairy typing. Like, we could have this in-game lore of Pokemon typings aren't static. They evolve over time. And it might be that certain typings merge, for example. So water and ice, you could potentially have merging. Ground and rock are quite something. You could potentially have them merging and create a new typing, which A, helps us to clear up some of the issues of, I will admit, there are too many typings. But it allows us to introduce it in a fresh unique way that doesn't break the law of oh yeah like 30 years of research as a pokemon profession professor and we just happen to find out there's a new typing like bring it in in a law perspective a bit like the trading card game does okay where, i'm glad you brought the trading card game up where there isn't water and ice type they're just 
classified as water. And even even more egregious than that, fighting rock and ground all have one typing in the Pokemon trading mm-hmm. card game. And the and it simplifies it in a way where Well, yeah, it just it just simplifies it. It does, and I agree. But you're now arguing for taking typings out, not adding new ones. And let's not forget <laughs> that you brought up the trading card game where they added fairy type into it and then took it away again. They were like, nah, we're just not gonna print any more of those. Don't worry about it. No, no. But I think I think the point points there though that maybe they the way they add new typings isn't by just going we've got eighteen typings let's add nineteen let's add twenty it's we've got eighteen typings let's simplify simplify that down into sixteen and merge a few of them and then maybe it gives Pokemon a chance to shine such as Ice type Pokemon I I feel are overlooked unfortunately because they are yeah they're glass cannons. They are glass cannons that counted so much. And like the point you made earlier in terms of, you know, bringing in fairy type, I don't think this, like personally, I don't think they should have brought in fairy type. What they should have done is gone, let's improve ice typing. Like that is because ice counters dragon. Like that's what they should have done. So that's how they could and should address it moving forward is. I can see your face. I'm just just letting you lose your own argument because you're still talking about taking away typings rather than adding one. (laughs) Merging (laughs) typings into new typings. (laughs) Why would you merge them into a new typing? You just remove one and throw everyone from one into the other. As you see, you just move all the ice type Pokemon into water type and it's fine. Yeah, but I'm coming out from an amazing world Or are you saying that ice and and water both become like, what, frost? It's the new frost typing. Well, that one does make the most sense because, like, what is ice other than a variant of water? No, I agree. But I'm still waiting for you to argue that the new type, what what does the new frost type offer us rather than just moving ice type Pokemon into water? I just wonder what you struggle. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying this because I'm struggling here. But from my perspective, it, it just it just keeps people on their toes. <laughs> All right, okay. It's just it's just for variety. So just in for a variety. Game, so in a Spice game where we already kind of complain about getting a gimmick every generation, which is already yeah. pretty annoying. Let's face facts. You want them to change up the type chart. That thing that we never ever learned properly. Every because single they need game. to simplify. <laughs> Yeah, they, they need to simplify it by adding more. <laughs> okay, Connor, let's let the suffering end. Come on, what's, what's <laughs> your closing argument? No, 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 no. I'm going to let you have your closing arguments and probably use that as mine. Let's face facts here. <laughs> <laughs> so my closing argument is, unfortunately, um, there, there, there are many reasons that Connor is about to go over about why they shouldn't add new typing, but we all know that they should add a new typing. See, as long as I appear confident, Connor, that's the main uh-huh. thing. It's not where uh, I'm it. right. I just grift. Okay, yeah. I just need to sound confident. This is, this is YouTube, mate. <laughs> this is how this works. <laughs> Authoritative voice. Say it like you mean it. Say it like you know what you're talking about, and people will believe you. So this is why my 10 minute essay on why Game Freak should add a new typing. Feel attacked. It, it, it <laughs> allow them to update the meta, keep it entertaining and fresh, uh, and that's all I've got. Can it help me? Okay, new typings would be interesting. It opens up the idea of us getting. Uh, a new style of Pokemon and re-seeing Pokemon from the past in a different way, rather than just doing regional variants, rather than just doing, um, you know, these uh, regional fakes or whatever you want to call them, the divergent species. Let's just see 
as you say, Jigglypuff, Clefairy, Gardevoir, let's see them in a new light. Mawile. Mawile got a massive, granted it also got a Mega, but the fact that it was Fairy-type was huge. However, we got enough types. Stop it. (laughs) And you would have to seriously convince me that a sound type or a space type or any other type that you want to add doesn't just give me mechanical escalation, but also lore-based. Why is why is that interesting? Why is there this energy that fluctuates the Pokemon world that is absorbed by these Pokemon and releases their energy? Like, the Fae makes sense to me. Fae have been around forever, um, and we've had lore and magical stories about them forever, so having the Fae in there, great. Uh, Steel Pokemon, sure. We're, t- we're, we're in a world where technology is everywhere and is highly advanced are we saying something about pokemon who take on a little bit of that advancement i think so same as dark pokemon you know they we were we were introduced to pokemon uh sorry we were introduced to team rocket the idea of evil pokemon well okay let's let's show what evil pokemon are what does that mean when we create a typing for it get if you i don't think you've produced what a new typing should be that offers any of those answers. So at this point, I have to say, no, we don't, we don't need one. Okay. Thank you very much for providing my closing argument. Who do you think you <laughs> <laughs> won? Let us know in the, in the comments down below or by sending us a, a comment. And that was a really tough one to, to argue because like, I, I will admit like there are too many typings and so many of them seem so close already. The thing is, yeah, no, a lot of them do seem close. And we've seen in we've seen in other games them have so like ROM hacks and things like that, them have a different typing. So for instance, I think Pokemon Uranium had like the nuclear typing. And that was more lore based on the region you weren't going to find yeah. these nuclear pokemon anywhere else because it was a self-contained game so i think if they were going to do something like that where it's a case of like no these are special pokemon from this special location only um and don't expect this typing to be everywhere else because they've also done like delta species in the cards where you had like a water mew and electric dragonite and stuff like that so i would find that very interesting to look up um you know the the idea of like these are pokemon you know but not how you know them i i guess we kind of get that with regional variants we kind of get that with terrestrialization but not to the same extent yeah okay no all all valid points and it it yeah it is it is a strange one with the typings because it it like gen 2 I, I was on board with Steel and Dart because it was like, it was still early game. It they was were still trying new. To figure, yeah, and Gen 5 always just threw me because I'm, I've am i always just thought, okay, I, I get I get the argument why you added them, but it just irks me from an, like, in-law perspective of, okay, suddenly we've discovered this typing and, you know, the weaknesses that the Pokemon had in the previous games aren't the weaknesses moving forward like but how does that work in law in so it does work in lore because okay. it works in lore the same way that mega evolution works in lore it being present in some of the games and not in the others it's multiverse yeah. every single uh, game is a point. different universe so yeah in in red blue 
through to Diamond and Pearl, uh, Black and White and Black and White 2. No, there weren't fairy type. There's In those universes, fairy type doesn't exist. Oh, it, okay. it just doesn't. It's not a case of like, oh, we've. It's it's unfortunate that you then have like things that are long running, like the anime, mm. where it is the same universe and quite clearly the same universe, and then it just becomes a ah, oh, this newly discovered thing, because yeah, it does. It begs the question of like, why did overnight my Machamp suddenly not be able to punch a Jigglypuff in the face? <laughs> what what happened there? Why did yeah. nobody be able to recognize that this wasn't a thing? Um, I think they could have got around that if they said, you know, here's an event that happened that caused fairy types. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, don't tie it to the ultimate weapon, obviously, but something of that caliber, something well, of it could, like... It, it, it could literally be just Xerneas coming into into yeah. existence because it's like, oh, something's going on here, like precognition, like, oh, somebody's going to try and fire the ultimate weapon. I'm now going to reveal myself and put things into motion, perhaps. Yeah, or, it'd be you know, beautiful th- to have this idea of like, oh, you know, fairy energy is specifically contained within this one Pokemon. As soon as it woke up, it, it was released on the world. Mm. And it awoke in, you know, it becomes the mutant gene. It, yeah. it awoke in all these people who were mutants all along, but they needed this event to happen for it to to awaken kind of thing. I love that. I love that idea. Connie, are you up for playing a game? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, Ace, in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each, but can kind of spot the fake entry. So we're kicking off this week with Granbull. Entry number one. Granbull has a particularly well-developed lower jaw. The enormous fangs are heavy, causing the Pokemon to tip its head back for balance. Unless Unless it is startled, it will not try to bite indiscriminately. Entry number two. Its jaw can produce a bite force of 1,800 PSI, enough to break bones and snap wooden planks in two. In the third and final entry, it is actually timid and easily spooked. If attacked, it flails about to fend off its attacker. I'm drawn to the third one. No explanation, I'm just drawn to the third one. Okay, is that your answer? You're locking it in? I'm afraid it's the second one. Wow, fair play to you. Thank you. Which is strange because that third one just goes against everything I imagine about Gramble. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 a very simplistic entry as well. Like it's timid and easily spooked and then it just flails about. But that goes against all the artwork I've ever seen of Gramble where it's always like, you know, head down, fists up, jaw yeah, out. It's it's the British bulldog look away. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that's the noise it makes. That is spot on. That you should you should get on in the recording studio for the latest Pokemon anime or I'm the games. It. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> Pokemon number two is Xerneas. Uh, entry number one. Legend says it can share eternal life. It slept for a thousand years in a, in the form of a tree before its revival. Yep. Entry number two. When the horns on its head shine in seven different colours, it is said to be sharing everlasting life. Yeah. And the third and final entry, Xerneas appears where death blankets the land. With its mystical powers, it restored the life of those lost. That third one. I, I am convinced I've read those first two. Okay. I'd imagine, that, yeah, so you're right, it is the third one. 
And I always knew this was going to be a difficult one because of like when you've spoken about life energy and stuff like that in the past. I was like, chances are you have read these Pokedex entries. So yeah, this is this is I dive I dove quite deep into this one when I was looking at um, the AZ weapon causing Kogita to be immortal. Oh yes, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, so yeah, so well done. So uh, you have fifty percent of the Pokédex entries right. So let's see if that drops to thirty-three or rises to sixty-six. So the third and final Pokémon is Houndstone. Entry number one. It haunts the outskirts of towns and cities. It will not enter a person's home until it has developed a strong bond with the owner. Entry number two. Houndstone spends most of its time sleeping in graveyards. Among all the dog Pokemon, this one is most loyal to its master. And entry number three. A lovingly mourned Pokemon was reborn as Houndstone. It doesn't like anyone touching the protuberant, the pro, protuberant, protuberant. protuberance atop its head. Yeah, so I know that third one's real. I remember that one. Was that second one about the loyalty? Yes. Uh, uh, among all the dog Pokemon, this one is most loyal to its master. I feel like that's correct, because I feel like I remember reading that, again, when I was doing my Ghost Pokemon study. I'm pretty sure I read that, and I was like, excuse me? Most loyal dog Pokemon. So I think it's the first one. It is. Congratulations! Okay. Two out of three correct. Well done. This is what much the... easier when I've actually read the Pokedex entries. Oh yeah, agreed. This is completely, completely agree. <laughs> what, what's this ghost one? I don't think I've seen this one. Uh, it's not out. So I'm doing a that. study of what ghost Pokemon are. And more importantly, what ghosts are in Pokemon. Because we have human ghosts, we have Pokemon ghosts, but we also have ghost types. What's the difference? What is the afterlife? How much has that actually been explored throughout sort of the anime, the manga, the series? Um, yeah, it's 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 a whole, and uh, we're obviously because it. I I like to in, it, I like to bring in real world references in that I'm looking at Japanese lore about ghosts and different yokai and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Wow! 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 wow. I am looking forward to that. Uh, keep me in the loop on that. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!